1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome
0: network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At Mark Dondero, 1037 WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original.
1: All right, back here in the Martin Kitchen Show. You can check for Ben on Twitter at YoungBenWEEI. W (laughs) E E I. Pretty good baseball games last night, Kitchen. major league baseball in the playoffs. Ooh. If I say, um, you know, that is what we all hope for when we watch playoff baseball. And you know, this is exactly what I thought when I know it's not our local team, but the way the Phillies have sort of, you know, run into the to the Diamondbacks team that I was hoping to see when the NLCS started. They felt like sort of a team of destiny right there with the Phillies. They go in, they get smoked two games in Philadelphia, and then they bounce back in a big way in Arizona, and then obviously the way it ended last night with that all Texas ALCS, just awesome baseball, awesome, awesome drama.
0: Yeah, it, the the this MLB playoffs has been fantastic. Sometimes we get some duds, um, but so far so good with the MLB playoffs. And it's interesting you're looking around it and going. It's not exactly a lot of stars on this Diamondback's team. There's a couple of stars on the Rangers, a couple on the Astros, a little bit on the Phillies, but it's not like it's star laden uh, league championship baseball. It, it's interesting. It, it, it's been a lot of fun to watch the playoffs so far. Now it's just a bummer Red that Sox? the Red Sox are that
1: far away. Where is the Red Sox, Evan Carter? You know what I mean? Like a 21 year old. He comes up. He's 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 more mature beyond his years. He's capable of producing in the highest pressure moments in the playoffs. Like that's the guy that I think we're all hoping Marcelo Mayer is, and all these guys we keep hearing about on the farm. Why aren't they up and able to contribute? And you know, you watch just the Astros. You see again, it's worth mentioning now because now they're they're down two zero and they're one win away from the World Series again. Yet. They could. I keep reminding myself, they lost Carlos Correa. They lost George Springer. George Springer was awesome for them. He was awesome yeah. for them. That was a huge loss. And they just keep plugging away. They keep plugging away and they keep getting back to the damn ALCS and World Series. This team, they're the Patriots from yesteryear. It's so impressive. It, the it's too bad team. I hate
0: them as much as I do. Um, and, and they frustrate me, but they are a fantastic program. You I mean you look at what the Dodgers have been over the last couple of years and how they've built it and been able to remain quasi in contention. The Astros clearly won up to what the Dodgers have been able to do because the Dodgers seem to fall and crap on their shoes at the worst time. And the only time the Astros really got beat down in the playoffs was a couple of years ago to the Red Sox. It's the only time.
1: That's true. But I'll tell you the difference. I will tell you the number 1 A difference between the it? Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. Do you know what it is? No. The I mean, Astros do, but... when they've when they've had these runs and I forget what was going on in 2017. Okay. How many how many um well I just, I'll say it this way. When they've had these runs, what I think of in terms of starting pitching, I think of horses. They've got horses. Yeah. They've got the Verlander type that's how you win in the playoffs. The big ass horse that can throw hard and is durable and does it. The Dodgers MO, Clayton Kershaw. I think that has been the biggest thing that the Dodgers have not been able to overcome. They did get that one World Series in the COVID year, but Kershaw has not been good enough as the ace, the bona fide ace of the team. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers ever statistically and for some of the things he's accomplished. But in the playoffs, he's too—he is not enough of a horse. He's too finesse. He's too, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to say soft, but it just hasn't been there for him, and he doesn't have that horse ability. Josh Beckett, um, you know, Curt Schilling, Verlander. You know me. That's the type of guy I want in the playoffs. Even a guy like as good as he was, and he's had moments. He had unbelievable playoff moments, Ben. But Kershaw really isn't, he's not even able to kind of match what Pedro did in his prime. Even though Pedro, you know, between, what was it, 99 and 04, you call that, in terms of what he did in the playoffs. I don't even remember having, watching Kershaw do some Pedro things in the playoffs. And Pedro wasn't necessarily a horse. He didn't do it for as long. But it just hasn't been there. And I think that's been the biggest difference between the Astros and the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, and and the Astros, you know, just keep making moves. They're not always looking for the biggest name. They're looking for the right guy that fits in. They built it from the ground up. Uh, You know, they sacrificed years of relevance to build it this way, and, and it's worked for them. It's not like they've gone out to acquire star after star after star. They'll grab a couple here and there to supplement what they have, but they keep churning out or they keep dealing at that lower level to create guys. Um, You know, obviously from Altuve up Correa, Bregman, uh, Jordan Alvarez, all of these type of guys, they keep bringing up, cycling out, and sometimes when they get too expensive, they let them leave because it's not worth it anymore. Jeremy Pena, you know, you have him ready to go. So you're like, bye, Correa. I know you're one of the best in the league right now, but we're not going to pay you. We have this young kid who's going to be just as good as you.
1: Um, We're going to get to the top of the hour, but before we do that, it's worth mentioning that, you know, To me, and I could be wrong with this, but my take on why so many people, so many established executives in Major League Baseball are turning down the Red Sox advances isn't because of the ownership, isn't because of John Henry or whatever you want to say about him and his demeanor or his whatever. I think it's because they look at what the dynamic was between High and Bloom and Alex Cora, and they are not interested in coming here. Anybody, any respectable baseball executive, is not interested in coming into a situation and essentially working for the field manager. And I don't blame them. And I think that is one of the big problems associated with this search and the attempt that the Red Sox are making to replace High and Bloom. They are too locked into Alex Cora and they are not allowing whoever comes in, or at least this is what's perceived, they're not going to allow the person that comes in to have the autonomy to do what they want and build it the way they want. And I think that's the problem. And they don't want to feel like they're working for the field manager or that the field manager is too opinionated or has these things, these whatever it is, that doesn't allow the dynamic to work or that's going to get in the way of them doing the job the way they want to do it. And I think that's the biggest reason the Red Sox are getting all these no's because based on the reports that are out there, it's getting embarrassing how many people are saying no.
0: Yeah, okay. Kim Ng, she's the latest one you just came from the Marlins and you don't even want to interview for the Red Sox job. It's still one of the three marquee three or four marquee franchises in the sport, right? It's, it's Dodgers. It's Yankees. It's Red Sox Cubs kind of kind of the Cubs, but but not really at the same time, but they aren't. That's a weird thing.
1: Maybe fine. Um, yeah,
0: and, and I think it's partly because they're unsure of the control that they're going to actually have in terms of how many times or how often is is ownership going to meddle or change the direction that they want to go in while this person's here. It's having no control over Alex Cora. If he's going to be untouchable unless man, uh, ownership gives you the okay, then what? It, what? why do you want this job? Why would you want
1: it? I wouldn't, and I don't blame some of these established Major League executives. The guys, the people that have accomplished something, I don't blame them for turning away. Um, no,
0: and th- but that's why you're seeing names like Craig Breslow pop right. up. As like, he's a candidate. It's like, really? The kind of scrubby relief pitcher from a few years ago? All right. It's not one of these guys that's been doing it for a while and doing it well. It's And it's a really frustrating situation, and – Again, ownership, I just – I don't think they know what they really want right now. I think they just want to milk it, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I don't think they want to look bad. I don't believe that they're really
0: in on Shohei. If you were really in on Shohei, you'd think that one of these guys – more of these people would at least be interested in actually interviewing for the job. Not that they're interviewing and ultimately turning it down. They don't even want to interview They have no interest in this job. And why is that? It's because ownership keeps changing the direction they want to go in. It's because Alex Cora, for some stupid reason, has way too much control in that organization. Why would you want to put yourself in that scenario and risk potentially getting another job down the line? Because it blew up here. Haim Bloom's not going to get another job right now. Not as the lead guy.
1: No, no way.
0: It's going to take him a couple of years to get back into that situation, and he might never.
1: I mean, he'll have a job. He'll have a place in Major League Baseball. I think he could add value to an organization. I just don't think he's the lead guy. He's not the lead guy. Um, I don't think he'll ever get. I don't think he'll get a shot at it for a while. But from my perspective, Kitch, I'm just you know get whoever it's going to be, get him in here and get to you know to work. You want to be aggressive and go after some of these players, some of the talent that was lacking this year, get in here and get to work. And the longer this goes and the more you hear, how does that make me feel good about players coming here? You know, and and I don't know. Mark, it kind of defies the point of letting go of Bloom during the season because you wanted that time to start your search, and now they're getting turned down left and right.
0: I mean. Yeah, when you fired Dombrowski – In the middle of the season in August, whatever it was, end of August, you were kind of ready to go on bloom. You knew it was going to happen. He was ready to go and you gave him that first directive. Okay, you hired it. We hired you. You got the big boy job now. Now go trade our best player. And you have limited suitors for I mean, he was kind of given a really crappy position from jump. I'm not a high and bloom defender. That was a sucky way to walk into that job.
1: Well, I just think we didn't real When he came in, now, I don't know what the organization's stance was. I thought, because I thought this is what you want to do, especially coming off of what Alex Cora was dealing with in terms of the suspension and how they played in 2019, I thought he was gone. I thought Haim Bloom was going to get the guy he wanted and they would start a new marriage there. That didn't happen. And then the whole dynamic really kind of went south over the course of Bloom's time here. I didn't realize that was a thing. Now, I think people, me, my, you know, and other people, these executives they're trying to reach out to have realized it's a thing and they're reacting by not wanting to come, not wanting to even entertain the thought. I mean, Brandon Gomes grew up in Fall River. We, he went to Derby. The Red Sox were probably his team. Now, I understand he's out in L.A. and it's nice or whatever, but not even an interview just to see what it was like to get the, the red yeah. carpet rolled out for you at Fenway? I, I, man that's that speaks volume so frustrating they better make it happen fast so the next person can get to work when we get back to work after the break here it's about the celtics and what i think the biggest development has been this off season and the biggest thing that will benefit them going into this season that's next is the martin kitchen show 1037 weei
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy